Welcome home to philosophy, where we wonder about everything and anything is possible. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Corey, the Laughing Philosopher. Life is complicated. The world is complicated. And you are complicated. Figuring out how to live a happy, meaningful life, guided by wisdom and reason, is not easy. Is life a game? What is love? Should I fear death? Is this a just world? Almost from the moment of birth, you've been told how to behave, how to fit in, and how to fulfill other people's expectations. You fear that you will lack importance or cease to exist in the lives of others if you think for yourself and question the rules and roles you've been told define you. Wisdom and reason will remove this illusion so you can live authentically in the world around you, find your true purpose, and become your real self. Episode number 58. Do people change? Errol Flynn achieved worldwide fame during the golden age of Hollywood. Before his death, at the early age of 50, Errol Flynn filled every glass with wine and indulged his appetite for every worldly pleasure. Flynn's physician finally warned him, Unless you stop excessively drinking, fornicating, and carousing, there will be consequences. Errol Flynn replied, I'll take the consequences. Human behavior seems to be quite stubborn. People don't freely and easily change. Even when people desire to change themselves and recognize the need to change themselves and work hard to change themselves, personal change is fraught with difficulty and success is uphill and uncertain. So when people are uncommitted to changing themselves, and unwilling to change themselves, it's even more unlikely that you or I will succeed in changing them. No matter how much we want it, no matter how much they need it, and no matter how persistently we work at it, no matter how willing and able they or we are. Does personal change even make good, logical sense? After all, the thing that is changing and the thing that is changing it are one and the same thing. Human nature appears more likely to be settled and unchangeable. Wisdom 
and reason suggest a more sensible path. Give up. You should be at the center of your considerations. You should serve yourself first. You need to be gentle and compassionate with yourself. Stop blaming yourself for someone else's weaknesses and failings. Stop deceiving yourself that if you just wait, and if you just give him more time and more love, then he will magically change into the person you want him to be. Stop punishing yourself by trying to change someone who can't change himself. Learn to love and respect yourself and just walk away. Still, we don't give up on people. We forgive them, we excuse them, we blame ourselves, we deceive ourselves that they are good on the inside despite our doubt and uncertainty. We convince ourselves that they just need more time and encouragement to change into the person they can be. We try to rescue them from themselves. We try to love them for who they are. Consider Jacob Marley. He didn't give up on his friend and business partner, Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge has become a central figure of the Christmas holiday in the English-speaking world. Scrooge is a stingy, bitter, mean, miserable old man who despises the spirit of love and charity that defines Christmas. If I could work my will, Scrooge declares, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. Charles Dickens' story of Scrooge is one of redemption by three spirits. Each spirit forces Scrooge to confront a certain moment of his life in the future, present, and past. At the conclusion of Dickens' story, Scrooge is transformed I will honor Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all year. Scrooge exclaims, I am as happy as an angel. A Merry Christmas to everybody. A Happy New Year to all the world. 
Scrooge's repentance is traditionally interpreted as a direct result of the transformative power of Christmas in the season of goodwill to all. But this interpretation is wrong. It misses the point. Dickens' story is not about the spirit of Christmas. Scrooge completely changes his attitude and feelings toward his own species. But this could have happened on any given day of the year. Christmas is not the reason why Scrooge transforms from a miserable, greedy person into a happy, generous person. And what happens to Scrooge can happen to everyone. People can change. Some do, some don't. It depends not on how committed you are and not on how much effort you use. It depends only on what you think. Do you ever think about thinking? Do you ever still your mind and then pay attention to your thoughts as they float through your consciousness like passing clouds? It's the ride of your life, my friend. Nothing can hurt or help you as much as your own thoughts. Your thoughts are your most important and precious possession. Our life is what our thoughts make it, said Marcus Aurelius. And your thoughts can be your best friend or your worst enemy. Do people change? Yes, but only if they experience the same three revelations that Scrooge is forced to experience in Dickens' fable. The spirit of the past forces Scrooge to face himself as a young boy in boarding school. He is friendless. He is isolated. He is lonely. He is rejected and abandoned by his father. Scrooge is forced to see himself as unwanted and unloved. The spirit compels Scrooge to unlock truths about his childhood self that he has chained and imprisoned in the shadows of his consciousness. These revelations force Scrooge to experience the causal connection between his miserable, unhappy childhood and his miserable unhappy adulthood and between the miserable unhappy boy he once was and the miserable unhappy man he has become.
Once he makes this cause and effect connection, Scrooge realizes that he is not to blame for his painful circumstances as a child. But as a man, he is to blame for consenting without protest to the pain and suffering of others. Scrooge observes his own thoughts as boy and man. And Scrooge is transformed. Once he makes this causal connection, Scrooge is free. He is unchained from the past. He is empowered to change. Once a bad person understands why he behaves badly, then he is liberated from the inner forces and motivations that drive his bad behavior, and he becomes liable to change. He receives the power of choice over his own actions and behavior, and the freedom to change. Misers are not born misers. Alcoholics are not born alcoholics. Your father cheated on your mother, so you cheat on your wife. You accidentally locked yourself in an abandoned refrigerator as a child. So as an adult, you're afraid of riding in elevators. You were once betrayed by a man. So now you don't trust all men. The past already happened. It doesn't exist, but it's not dead. It's just buried inside of you. And the past comes to life as it drives and dictates the kind of person you are and the kind of behavior you choose, good and bad. Personal change requires what I must call freedom of the will. This kind of freedom requires understanding the forces and motives in the past that cause your thoughts, feelings, and actions in the present. The key to asserting control over your behavior is seeing that the person you were, the person you are, and the person you will be are three different persons. You are no longer a prisoner of your past self. You are free to choose who you are. Freedom of the will means liberating yourself from the illusion of selfhood. The spirit of the present forces Scrooge 
to see his obligation to engage with the world and accept his responsibility to the moment. On one hand, the guiding spirit forces Scrooge to see visions of hopelessness and deprivation, ignorance and want, disease and death. And on the other hand, the spirit shows Scrooge that hope and joy and celebration are inspired by altruism and goodwill. Scrooge is compelled to pay attention and choose his place in the world. With all of its pain and suffering, where do you, Scrooge, stand in the world at this moment? Freedom of the will is necessary, but it's not sufficient. Still, there must be a good reason to change. And there is no more compelling reason than the pain and suffering you cause yourself and others. It's not enough to be willing and able to stop drinking. You need a compelling reason. It's not enough to be willing and able to practice kindness and generosity. You need a good reason. Life is pointless, but you need not live pointlessly. Every choice must have a rational purpose. If you attempt to lose weight just to look slim, then you will fail. Self-love or self-preservation is not a reason. It's just an excuse. To become more appealing to your wife is a good reason. Personal change is driven by what I must call a higher purpose. The final spirit of the future forces Scrooge to see a vision of his lonely, unmourned, solitary death. His sanity is shaken by what he sees. Not because he will not be remembered. You and I will not be remembered. No one will be remembered. Nothing we do will be remembered. Scrooge has been living as if he will go on forever. For the first time, Scrooge sees that the next heartbeat has been promised to no one. What Scrooge is forced to face is that if he doesn't change direction now, he will end up where he is going. Life isn't too short. We just waste too much of it by waiting. And all you get by waiting is more waiting. Tomorrow never comes. All we have is now. And it is always now. People can change. 
First, change requires a psychic awareness of why we hit bottom in the first place. What happened to you that makes you the way you are now? When you can answer this question, you will possess freedom of the will. The truth has been right in front of you, but hidden by familiarity. Second, change requires a purpose beyond yourself. Change is not an end in itself, but a means to an end. It's not enough to love yourself. You need a higher purpose. And third, change requires a deep sense of urgency driven by fear. Fear of getting what you're getting if you don't stop doing what you're doing. The shadow of divorce has turned many an alcoholic into a teetotaler. The shadow of cancer has turned many a smoker into a non-smoker. The shadow of old age has turned many a bridge burner into a bridge builder. The shadow of death has turned many an atheist into a Christian. Nietzsche said, if you gaze into the abyss, the abyss gazes also into you. The void looks into you and the void forces you to see what you really are. There is nowhere to run and nowhere to hide from yourself. You are forced to see the monster you are. You are forced to see the beast and surrender to the void. Personal change requires what I must call the urgency of fear. Do people change? Yes, people change. Personal change requires one to experience three revelations. Scrooge experienced these three revelations and Scrooge was transformed from a very bad person to a very good person. If Scrooge can change, your best friend can change, your sister can change, your son can change, your boyfriend can change, your spouse can change, and you can change. Change is difficult, but not impossible. Freedom of the will, a higher purpose, the urgency of fear. Who do you think you are? What are you doing? Where are you going? People do change. So how do you know 
when someone is ready and open to change. Not by the answers he gives to you. He's just giving you the answers he thinks you need to find hope in his hopelessness. Not by his answers, but by his questions. The questions he asks himself when he is at the end of his rope and there is nothing left to do but tie a noose. Thank you for listening. I hope you will take what you've learned and be a better person. Think for yourself. Question everything. Accept nothing that does not agree with your own reason and good sense. And I promise you, despite its sham and drudgery, you will get on pretty well in this crazy world. I'm Dr. Robert Corey. Until we meet again, be good. <laughs>